Happy Crimus. It's Chrisman. Merry Crisis. Merry Chrysler. And welcome to the 20th ever episode of Any Ideas, the podcast about coming up with a podcast, and the fourth ever episode of recasting literally anything with literally anything, the podcast that ruins perfectly good casting just for the fun of it, Christmas edition. Uh, I'm Mitch Kreitzman alongside my co-host Jordan Kreitzman. Uh, Jordan, I saw your face there during my intro. I'll just go ahead and tell you right now, it, it's from a vine. So, Oh, here we go again with the vine references. Uh, yeah, it, I'm glad to hear that, though, because I thought you may have stroked out for a second and uh, was going to be well, very concerned for fair. you. <laughs> it's kind of the joke of the vine, so that works. Oh, um, I could have I been a good viner then. Is that how you say it? I think that's right. And maybe Vine Star. <laughs> I don't really remember. It's okay. it's dead now, so it's fine. Uh, yeah, then why do we keep bringing it up? <laughs> you keep referencing there, Vine. There are, still, there are still plenty of classics out there to go and rewatch. <laughs> Jordan, we're at the point of this recording, we're a mere three days away from Christmas. Yeah. I'm uh I'm looking forward to it. Love a good Christmas. Um, it's, I'll be by you guys it's later in the week. Exciting. Um, to That's celebrate right. a little. Not on the day, though. No, a little uh, post-Christmas action, if you will, Mitch. <laughs> I I like that, though, because you kind of get to spread it out over the course of like a week, as opposed to doing everything in two days. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, if you do all your celebrating on Christmas Day, it's it's too much, Mitch. Yeah, no, I, I, that's exactly right. Um so maybe make this part of your Christmas Day celebration, folks out there. Maybe not on Christmas Day. I understand if that doesn't happen. But, uh, you know, at some point during the week, maybe. I would appreciate well, Mitch, it. I got to say that this podcast is the start of my Christmas week. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Getting right in the Christmas a lot, a spirit. Lot of fu- <laughs> a lot of fun we're about to have, Jordan. We're, we're, taking our, we're taking our season one podcast that we've been working on and putting a fun little Christmassy twist on it. So um, our usual thing, but with a twist, if you will. That, that's Ex- right. Except not our, quite our usual uh, thing. <laughs> not quite our usual thing, thing but, with <laughs> but also with a Christmassy twist. That sounds like the title, Mitch. Um, <laughs> I think we've got it. Um, now, here's how we're going to do this, Jordan. I have a very limited list of Christmas properties here that we're going to be choosing from. We're going to randomize it. Uh, and we're going to recast a Christmas property with a non-Christmas property. I like it. Yeah. Just to put it simply. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'll be honest. When it comes to Christmas media, I'm not uh, a connoisseur, so to say. Um, I watch Christmas movies and, and things of that nature, but I'm not super, super into it. Not, so I think I probably missed yeah. some obvious things well, on my list. You're not digging deep but... into the B cuts of uh, all the Christmas no. movies out there, the Disney Channel original movies. And I'll say this right now. The only reason this one isn't on here is because of my own ineptitude, uh, having only seen the movie about once. The the cast of Love Actually not on my list. Now I realize <laughs> okay. I realize how perfectly that works with the podcast premise. I I do understand <laughs> that. I just I didn't want to be floundering here while we're recording because I don't know enough about Love Actually <laughs> to make that work. Yeah, it's probably better for the audience. Um, question for you though: So are these only Christmas movies, or are these holiday movies? 
Did you pick now, any Hanukkah movies? Are you asking? <laughs> That's I was what I'm about to say. At. Are you asking me if Adam Sandler's an- animated movie Eight Crazy Nights is on my list? Because the answer is no, it's well, not. Well, there's actually a um, Disney Channel original movie I watched recently where they uh, bunch of Jewish kids play basketball and recruit that uh, 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 African American coach. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? <laughs> That's technically Boy, considered this. Sounds, this- this does sound familiar, yeah, but look I don't it up remember on the name Disney of it. Plus. I'm forgetting the name, and I just watched it recently. But they, Disney Plus is classifying it as a holiday movie. <laughs> so, I tell you what, Disney in the '90s and 2000s really loved a basketball movie. What that you've got Air your Airbud, <laughs> obviously. <Okay. laughs> you've got you've got Luck of the Irish. You've got an Airbud too, which was not a basketball movie. But. He, he played football. <laughs> um, there was the one with the twin sisters who played basketball. Oh, yeah, I believe team. the name yeah. was Double Team. What horrible choice for um, a movie but name, but <laughs> horrible choice for a name. Um, so yeah, they they loved making a teen basketball movie. That's yeah. I wish they get back to doing that again. Wait, did you did you say Luck yeah, of the Irish? Fun. You said Luck of the Irish, right? I did okay, say sorry, Luck of the okay, Irish. Yeah, because yeah. that's what I was thinking of too. I only named like three. <laughs> Clearly, the audience <laughs> just remember out that was one of them. I tune you out half the time. <laughs> so, all right, Jordan. I'm going to start by hitting our randomizer here on our Christmas properties. Then once we figure out what that's going to be, I will switch over to our non-Christmas. Now, I'm not going to say what either of them are until they've both been decided. I think it's more fun that way. Okay. Um, all right. So hitting the randomizer here on our first list. All right. I don't know how convincing that was. <laughs> He's jotting it down, audience. It has been jotted down. All right. All right. Now let's get our other list going here. Just kind of change up the random number generator parameters here. You're reseeding it. Mitch, your randomizer is festive over there. (laughs) All right. He's jotting it down again. So the audience can visualize what he's doing right now. (laughs) Gosh, still jotting it down. How long does it take to write a movie title? (laughs) Wow. All right. (laughs) Jordan? We are uh, recasting the titular Four Christmases from the movie Four Christmases with the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> it is it is about to go down to the highest degree. Mitch, it's a Christmas miracle that we picked the two oddest things on the list. It's <laughs> about right. And, you know, Jordan, it's funny. Christmas time has also sort of become like you know, National Star Wars Day around this time of year because this seems to be when the Star Wars movies always come out. That's true. That is true. So it's it feels fitting to me. So, okay, so before we get into this, Mitch, uh, we talked a little bit about you putting four Christmases on this list. So are the four yes. characters really the four different Christmases? <laughs> or are we going to pick four cast now, members here? 
I've seen bits and pieces from Four Christmases. Yeah. And now, correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, the whole premise is that it's a married couple, Already both wrong. of whose parents are... <laughs> okay, well, it's a couple. Yeah. Both of which whose parents are divorced. Correct. So they each have two Christmases, totaling at four. And the four Christmases, they have to go to all of them in the same day. And the the general vibe of each Christmas, they're, they're in very stark contrast with each other. Am I remembering this correctly? Yes, you're about correct. And so you got to remember, too, that they do not get along with their families particularly well. And usually every year they go on vacation during Christmas. But this particular year, there's some sort of weather issue. They have to stay in San Francisco, God forbid, you know, at Christmas. Oh, and, uh, oh yeah, no. Yeah, they can't go to Fiji or the Philippines or Botswana or wherever they were going. But And, um, yeah, so that's the premise. So now they're forced to go to these four Christmases. And, yes, the four Christmases are pretty distinct, with the exception of one, which is fairly normal. But... Um, All right. Seeing so as I just watched this today, very funny. <laughs> funny. I can help. I can guide start, us a little bit. Let's start with this. I remember one of them being a, a white trash MMA Christmas. Yes. Am I remembering that That's right? Very much the first Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that that's got John Favreau. Am I remembering that right? Yep. Ah, yeah. Man, we. <laughs> John Favreau, national treasure. We're not giving him enough credit. Shout out to the Mandalorian. <laughs> Mandalorian, so good. <laughs> good show. Um, it's keeping my Star Wars spirits high, Mitch, because I'm I'm a little down yes. after the movie. <laughs> now uh, I will inc- say we don't we don't down. want to become one of those podcasts that trashes the Star Wars sequels. But that's a dangerous game. But uh, look, J- just it was know right. that that is something we may do in person <laughs> and not on the podcast. Yeah. Now, Jordan, if I just write down white trash MMA Christmas, is that is that covering us? Uh, is there I, something from that Christmas that's important that I'm missing there? Gosh, not really, Mitch. I think you nailed it. Okay. I think that's the essence. So is that the only Christmas you All remember? Right, now, that's the only one I remember. So give me a give me a brief rundown of the other three. Okay, so Christmas 2 is um, Reese Witherspoon's mom, and they're kind of... This one's kind of twofold because part of it is they're kind of like it's kind of like a bunch of older women there who are kind of all a little flirty with Vince Vaughn, so there's that to it. Um, they kind of pick on Reese Witherspoon. Um, but then the other big thing is the mom's now dating a pastor, and they go to the church service and act out uh, Mary and Joseph. Vince Vaughn gets really into it. Um and so that's Christmas too. That sounds like a that sounds like a role pretty well suited for Vince Vaughn. Oh yeah, it, it's right up his alley. Um, Christmas. All right, so I've got yeah, I've got petty, flirty older ladies Christmas. That's about right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Christmas three is um, Vince Vaughn's mom, and Vince Vaughn's mom. It's just his mom. And her boyfriend. And her boyfriend is a high school friend of Vince Vaughn. <laughs> so it's oh. very awkward. Um, and um, there's not much more to it than that, other than they play some games, things get heated. You got to understand, too, there's a plot line playing out where Reese Witherspoon thinks she's pregnant and she's kind of evaluating oh. children okay. and that sort of thing. So, um, And that's why they're not 
they're not married yet because they're still kind of evaluating their relationship to some degree. But that's the third Christmas. I'm just going to write down awkward, tense Christmas. Yes. You should probably throw in there the whole weird um, sexual weirdness. Because <laughs> there's some weird comments at that, at that Christmas um, about like hot wax being poured on his mom. <laughs> it's just, it's just... Now, let's just say this right off the bat. You you give me the three descriptors of awkward, tense, sexually weird, and then say, <laughs> now who in the Star Wars prequels defines that for you? I think we all know where that's oh, going. Oh, it's clearly Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> but... <laughs> but wait, okay, so fourth M- Christmas... Misa uncomfortable. <laughs> Misa thinking we should be going now. <laughs> uh, okay, so fourth Christmas is kind of so... Fourth Christmas is kind of solemn. It's like post, like Vince Vaughn just doesn't go. He's just like, all right, we're kind of, we're oh. separating for a bit here. So Fourth Christmas is Reese Witherspoon's dad. It's a pretty normal Christmas. She's just kind of like bummed out and like her dad gives him, gives her some life lessons. And he's like, yeah, I've been married a few times. Finally figured out this whole honesty thing. And like, so Fourth Christmas is, if anything, maybe it's just like fairly normal with good advice. I have pretty normal, somber, and sobering. Yeah. No, I think that's pretty good. So we got we got four Christmases now. <laughs> We've got our four Christmases. Now, who are your four now, prequel characters? Well, three of the four, I well, it's think, most, are that's pretty, pretty obvious. Yeah, so we, we got Anakin, obvious. Anakin Obi-Wan, Padme, and Obi-Wan. Yeah. Okay. Now, a lot of directions we can go in with this fourth, you know? <laughs> Okay, so maybe now here's what here's what I'll say. Rather than boxing ourselves up right away to that fourth character, we cast the other three That's... and then decide which fourth best fits whatever we have left. Okay. Because this has kind of been our biggest problem is kind of fitting in that last puzzle piece. Right. Right. No, yeah. I'm happy to do it. I think, um, I was thinking, if we didn't do that, I'm thinking the Emperor's probably the best fourth one to pick, but I do like the idea of just, let's go for it and pick um, someone we think will fit best on the last one. It's like kind of our wild card pick. Yes. Now, as we've already said, awkward, tense, sexually weird Christmas involving <laughs> People of very different ages having a romantic <laughs> relationship. Yeah. This can only go one direction. Um, we got to have Hayden Christensen and playing the awkward, tense, sexually weird Christmas. I-, I think that's just what makes the most sense. Hayden Christensen as Anakin, very uncomfortable performance. And I think that's what best fits this one. Yeah, I... I don't want to give him too much crap. You know, I, I think a lot of it was George Lucas. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when you think about the character, um, I think he he is definitely that Christmas. <laughs> now, another one that I think is a pretty apt one here, um, the pretty normal but somber and, you know, good advice Christmas 
gotta be Obi-Wan. It's a, I know. Uh, it's Obi-Wan. I, I, I kind of Ma- feel like we're, McGregor we're knocking it out of the Obi-Wan park Kenobi. again, I think, Mitch, because I, I think... We may be knocking this yeah, one out I, of the park. Yeah, because I think Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan, it makes a lot of sense. He's, I mean, he's obviously very different as a Padawan in one, but then in two and three, he's very much the guy like, been around the block, here's some advice for you, Anakin. <laughs> like, Absolutely. And, yeah, uh, I mean, he starts, he starts the prequels as the Padawan, but by the end of it, He's really the ultimate. Now master. he is the master, yeah, and like, and 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 he's got the he's got the high ground. Oh, which what else does he need? Yeah, and the only time he didn't have the high ground, he still defeated his enemies. So. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you right now, Jordan, Star Wars prequels is definitely not leaving our list. There's there's no way we're only using the Star Wars prequels in this <laughs> one instance. Christmases. It's yeah. not happening. <laughs> um. No, but we're pretty much in agreement there that that makes the most sense. Also, what makes a lot of sense to me, the the petty, flirty older ladies <laughs> got to be Padme, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what do we we have? Weird MMA style, trashy, and which is clearly not Padme. That's not Padme. Kind of. She's a she's a refined lady. Kind of the older woman flirting with the younger man. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is Padme. It is kind of right. I mean, there's other things that certainly don't fit, but I mean, if the the essence of that Christmas has got to be her, right? I, I don't. It's got to be because I don't from even what I, from the little from the little information I've been given. To me, that's what makes the most sense. Yeah, and I can't think of the wild card pick that would fit better in that position i can't think of anyone better right so mitch now, we're we're doing pretty good here well we got mma trash left <laughs> now again i think we pretty much know where this one's going but <laughs> we're gonna run through some options that that i in my opinion don't work just so we can you know take those off the table mace windu does not work uh, classy as heck. Super classy. He's stern. He's wise. Can be aggressive at times, but only when he needs to be. Well, here's the thing, Mitch. That is not this. I think you can't put any Jedi in there. I think all Jedi are pretty oh, absolutely classy. not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's For not, sure. you know, we can't do that. Now, that takes Yoda off the list, obviously, that takes Kayata Monday off the list. That Obviously. takes Plo Koon off the list. <laughs> that takes Kit Fisto off the list. Takes oh Qui Gon Jinn off the list, of course, uh, and others. <laughs> I think we can we can of course take Count Dooku off the list again. Classy, gentleman. classy man. Yeah, I mean, so okay, so none of them. <laughs> now, Palpatine, I'll say maybe. Yeah, I mean, he comes off as a classy guy, but then when he sh- but when he shows his true self, that is n- that that is not a classy. Gentleman. Yeah, and plus that lightning burn face. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> now, Jordan, here's the thing: I have been beating around the bush this entire time. It, is there a world where this is not Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> okay. As funny as this is, um, I actually think there might be better options because, so what are we dealing with here? We're When I think of this MMA trash, I'm thinking of this kind of just 
trashy dude who has fighting I've got skills. It. That's not Jar Jar Binks. Got it. Who is it? Sebulba. Oh yeah. Sebulba is like white trash MMA for Tatooine <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Maybe the... Watto? Watto's not as aggressive though. Yeah, Watto doesn't have the fighting skills. He's got uh trickster die, <laughs> but uh not fighting skills. So I mean And and I don't necessarily think Sebulba has fighting skills, but he definitely has that competitive nature about him which i think in this case fits a similar mold that's true what about unkar plut <laughs> that guy's Star pretty, Wars prequels, that guy's pretty oh right <laughs> how how dare you reference unkar plut in a place where it does not belong i was thinking um yeah i was thinking all star wars for a second there sorry um so Ah, yeah. Okay, so current best one is Sebulba. I agree with that. Currently, it's Sebulba. Well, let's wait. So, yeah, are we currently are we including? We're not including Rogue One and Solo in this. Uh, no, those are prequels. Okay, so if we open that up a bit, I don't know. I don't know if that helps us much. Yeah, I'm trying to think who. Han Solo's a little bit white trash MMA, That's especially what I was Young like, Solo. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that. Like Han Solo kind of fits the bill, but hmm. mm, that's close. He's definitely got better fighting skills than Sebulba. He's just not a straight up like yeah. local trash type of hero <laughs> like Sebulba. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the kind of like he was like the uh, the most popular guy in high school that didn't leave the town. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is him to a T. <laughs> I also I also am tempted to put Sebulba on this list solely so that it can look like we think he's the fourth most important Star Wars <laughs> character from the prequels. <laughs> well, the weirdest thing about him is we don't even know what happens to him, right? Like he kind of he um his uh pod racer kind of gets torn down, he kind of slides on the sand a little bit and then stops and then he does one of those Pojo. <laughs> And yeah, he says it. poodoo, I yeah, believe, yeah, is, that's it. is, is so, something along those lines. And that's that's the end of his I don't know, arc, He really. could have a lot of great adventures. I'm surprised he's never been brought back. But uh, You know, another way that this works, White Trash MMA is the first of the four Christmases very early in the main character's journeys. That's true. That's true. And really, but really, Anakin's, Anakin's first major accomplishment in his arc is winning this pod race. That's true. And you can think of it in terms of planets, too. Like, if you think about the planets they're visiting... There's no one not classy on Naboo. There's there's or not Coruscant. No, there's not classy people at Coruscant, but we didn't run into them because we're not running into the mean streets of Coruscant. Like we're That's only true. at the high side of Jedi Temple. The only time we see the mean streets maybe is literally just that diner. Is Dax? Well, the beginning <laughs> of the beginning of Attack of the Clones where they oh, you, right. you get the Death Sticks That's guy. Right. Oh, Death oh, Sticks guy. Death That's Sticks a pretty good guy. one. Ooh, we don't know his skills, though. He's a, he's he doesn't a have dummy. any sort of competitive nature to him. Yeah. Oh, man. But Death Sticks guy, <laughs> he's, we got to find something for him. <laughs> that's a class. Yeah. <laughs> Can't imagine he's getting a lot of work. Yeah, you got to throw, you gotta throw a, a list of like um, a, a cast of Star Wars prequel characters that are lesser known or something we recast later. But um, yeah, so I'm... So other than that, there's really no one unclassy there. Camino's just brimming with class, Mitch. <laughs> 
Um, Those creepy aliens are classy (laughs) as hell. Yeah. All into their research and development. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean... Jordan, I think this... uh, I think this up and down has confirmed to us that Sebulba is really the only choice. Yeah, I think you're right. Unless you pick some sort of like weird Geonosian. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but there no, wasn't really that, a Geonosian. No, because they're character. like they're more so like warlords. They're not really white trash yeah. types. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I know. I'm happy with this. Let's go so. with Sebulba. Yeah. In the in the titular four Christmases, we have the white trash MMA Christmas being personified by Sebulba, the flirty, petty, older ladies Christmas being personified by Padme, the awkward, tense, sexually weird Christmas (laughs) being personified by Anakin, and the pretty normal, somber, and sobering Christmas being played by Obi-Wan. Really, I... It's a winner. I don't think that can go any other way. It's a winner. It's a winner. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. Jordan, I... uh, I'm calling an audible here. I had originally said, you know, like we've been doing, we'll do a we'll do a, a group of four plus a, a trio and a duo. I don't think the duos I've got together for us this week are that interesting. Okay. Um. So we're gonna skip the duos this week. We're gonna do another four plus and then end it with the trio. All right. Sounds good. I think good to we've me. got plenty of time to make it work. Um. And we're gonna see what happens here with uh with this next group. Um, all right, so I am doing some more randomizer magic. All right, writing that down. He's writing it down, folks. <laughs> if you didn't hear him. I, I am doing what I said I would do. He's writing that paragraph for <laughs> every title he comes up with. Mm. Interesting. Right in that. <coughs> Jordan, I don't think you're ready for this. Well, hit me. We are going to recast Batman Returns with Breaking Bad. <laughs> Oh my god. I don't know what's weirder, the fact that you put Batman Returns in as a Christmas movie, which I mean, maybe. Maybe. Now, here's the thing. All those people on the Die Hard as a Christmas movie train, get the hell out of here. <laughs> it's stupid. Just cuz it takes place on, at a holiday work Christmas party and there's like a tree in the background sometimes. No, that does not make it a Christmas movie. So it's not Batman even Batman Returns. It's not even Christmas Day. The, on Die Hard. No, it's like a work Christmas party. Oh, wow. Yeah, get out of here, people. Maybe it's Christmas Eve, but I don't. I don't remember for sure. Yeah. Batman Returns is a, for all intents and purposes, a Christmas movie. It plays a pretty prominent part in the movie. There's a significant scene where they light the Christmas tree in Gotham. Remember? That's true. Yeah. Okay, I mean, and I see what you're getting at. Look, it's, like I said, some of these were a little more loose, but I think <laughs> this one is close enough. It, it's on quite a few lists of, like, best Christmas movies, so take that as you will. <laughs> is it? Oh, boy. <laughs> now, what we've got on the other side of things here, Jordan, is Breaking Bad. Arguably our favorite TV show ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, um, 
That's it's a good definitely one. Definitely up yeah. there. Yeah, you shouldn't take this one off the list either. No, definitely not. Um, so let's go through the list here, Jordan. Um, well, so let's start off by saying maybe those of you out there who haven't seen it, I would be surprised. Um, but you know, Batman Returns. What year was this, Jordan? Ninety-two. That I sounds believe? right to me. Yeah. Uh, Tim Burton's second Batman installment. Um, before he was taken off Batman for reasons I don't understand. Um, so he- here's who we've got. We've got, of course, Batman, uh, played by Michael Keaton, who, in my opinion, definitely a, a top two Batman, maybe top three. Oh, I could see that. Top two. If you're nostalgic for Adam West, top three. If you're not, top two. If you're not into that campy take on Batman. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, In my opinion, Christian Bale's pretty much the definitive number one. Um, But I think you could definitely put Michael Keaton in that two spot. Oh, yeah. He's a great Batman. I think most people would agree those are probably the top two, and then maybe some people like to throw Adam West in there. Now, you've you've got the Penguin played by Danny DeVito. Uh dare I say a disconcerting performance in this role. Um, really just awful. Truly a disgusting figure in this film. Um, I want to throw up every time I think about it. <laughs> it's, it's bad, man. Yeah. Real bad. It's um, oh, just the color of his skin. It's, um, yeah, he's always it's eating real raw gross. fish. He, he eats like practically live fish and they like, they like gave him like weird penguin extremities, like not full hands. Like it's crazy. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen him in a uh, Santa Claus outfit in that movie, <laughs> with a bag of raw fish, <laughs> one in his mouth. <laughs> hey, I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> I swear, some. I swear, something like that happens. I don't. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen the, the movie, movie in a while. Years, but yeah. <laughs> now we've got Alfred. I'm not going to look up who plays Alfred, but I don't know. That, not Michael Caine, obviously. That's the, mo- that that's the more recent series. It's that one guy that all four. Yes, exactly. Uh, now, you've got Catwoman, played by Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, let's see. Mitch, have you heard about hmm. the travesty that is Cats, the movie? Truly, I want to... <laughs> I don't go to the theater very often to see movies. I want to go to see that. <laughs> Have you heard they're releasing a digital patch to upgrade the special effects to all the theaters? <laughs> yes. There were, Jordan, there were characters like falling through the floor and stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't know how it happened. And someone pointed out, like, why on earth were they in a rush to put this out the same weekend as Star Wars? <laughs> And then they make a great point. This is a January movie if I've ever seen one. Just sort of sneak it out there once the holidays have passed. Count your losses and move on. Like, Oh, my God. I, I, were, I would love to see it, especially before they put in that, that digital oh, patch. Yeah, people are now, falling through the floor. Sounds like a weird uh, game glitch. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> now, unfortunately... 
you know, I have a couple of backlogged films I would like to see in advance. E- even though I have a feeling it's not going to go well for me, I am still going to see the new Star Wars. <laughs> um, and, you know, Jordan, I've heard Uncut Gems is a masterpiece. Like, seriously, I've heard it's incredible. I've heard Adam Sandler's supposed to be really good. I'm, this might be his Oscar. Like, that's what I'm hearing. That'd be awesome. That'd be very cool. I would love to see Adam Sandler get an Oscar. Him, him, like going up to the podium is, in like a baggy T-shirt and basketball shorts. I was like, gonna say, come on, who I was doesn't want gonna that? Gonna say he comes up there and is like Billy Madison type impersonation. <laughs> oh, an Oscar for me! <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think. And they start laughing at him, and then he just starts laughing and says, "Shut up!" <laughs> now. Jordan, we've got Batman played by Michael Keaton, the Penguin played by Danny DeVito. We've got Alfred. We've got Catwoman played by Michelle Pfeiffer. Do we want to put anyone else in there? I was thinking if we put in a fifth, it should be Michelle Pfeiffer's boss played by Christopher Walken. Yeah, but I think if we're going to do a trio after this, I think we should keep it to four. Five might get. That's fair. Yeah, because five's a real undertaking, I think. Four is a little more manageable. Yeah, that's that's and, and I don't okay, remember so really much our... about Christopher Walken in the movie. I do remember he's kind of the, one of the bad guys, but I just remember him having weird hair and being a perv. That's kind of it. <laughs> yeah, that's about the extent of it. Yep. <laughs> now for Breaking Bad, of course, we have Walter White being played by Brian Cranston, classic role. We've got Jesse Pinkman. Uh, being played by Aaron Paul. Gotta love that. Um, now, from here, do we put in Hank, maybe? Yeah, maybe Hank and Skyler. Hank and Skyler? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's, that's fair. That's probably... So you've got yeah. Hank, and you've got Skyler. Now, this is this is all the more reason to leave this one in here on our list, because... Come on, we're going to do a recasting using Breaking Bad without Flynn? Give me a break. <laughs> we got to think. Nope, Who's the guy no that Flynn? eats breakfast the most? <laughs> That's Which Flynn. of these guys just really <laughs> loves breakfast? <laughs> now, Jordan, I think this is going to get interesting. Yeah, I... Because um, this is not... Because the previous one I kind of already put was put in the puzzle pieces together right now this is um i don't know where to start actually it's a little little scary yeah i mean i think where i personally would want to start is hmm i don't know i was gonna say hank playing batman oh well well, yeah, man. I who else, right? What have we got? I mean, but so it, it, here's another issue we find with this uh, with this recasting here. Batman and Alfred are tethered. Uh, let's be real here. Alfred's whole character is his subservience to the Wayne family, right? He he doesn't have a character without that. So I think whoever you're casting as Batman needs to have needs to be able to have some sort of connection to okay one of these other characters. Yeah, this is going to be really Hank, tough then. 
And Hank is really the only lone wolf in this scenario. Yeah, he's got kind of three people tethered to each other, tethered to the same person, and then so you've I got wanted, Hank. I want to give you, I want to give you my rundown here of just where where I'm, where my mind went first. Um, Batman being played by Walter White, Penguin being played by Hank. Alfred being played by Skyler and Catwoman being played by Jesse Pinkman because Catwoman kind of rides both lines um, and has the most becomes a very different character as, as things go on throughout the movie. Um, Wait, who was, um, who was Alfred again? Skyler. Yeah, I could. Okay. So right off the bat, I was originally thinking you can't make Walter White Batman. Then I thought about it more. That's what I was thinking too. But Mitch, but... remember the Dark Knight. What is it? You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. If that's, that's very not true. Walter White, I don't know what is. So all of a sudden, boom, right in Batman. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't quite work one to one. That is very but... true. All of a sudden, you've got him as Batman. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and so and it kind of works main characters whatnot. So then, yeah, you got to work with Alfred's pretty much. You know, a lot of his scenes are at home, talking to the main character. Uh, yeah, it's not. You know, it's not really Aaron Paul. Certainly not Hank. So it's kind of got to be Skyler. Uh, and, and dare I say, a, a nearly undying loyalty. Despite better judgment, yeah, well, she goes back and forth with that, but yeah, ultimately she's just like it. It, 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 it wavers, but ultimately <laughs> she's there. It's like, yeah, you're, I'm gonna wait till you die, and then bringing the kids back in the house. But I'm supporting you. <laughs> so I mean, not quite Alfred, but yeah, to me, yeah, right. To me, Catwoman. Jesse Pinkman as Catwoman makes the most sense. Um. Okay, so now we're characterizing Hank as the bad guy here. Now we're putting a Which, weird spin on Batman now, Mitch, because we're we're taking the mm, route of the yeah. meth dealer as the hero. <laughs> but Batman is kind of the original anti-hero. And Hank is kind of shaped like the penguin. (laughs) (laughs) That yes, that is that is like a like a like a more in shape kind of buffer penguin, but like a penguin nonetheless. So I mean, yeah. If it's if at some point in the uh the Breaking Bad series, uh, you had Flynn turning into a bad guy there's your penguin right <laughs> Flip. ridiculed ridiculed a lot of his life for his disabilities that's true i so i see your point there i mean hank at one point is suffering from some disabilities that's true that makes sense and then and, yeah, kind of finds his footing back and is ultimately a worthy adversary to Batman. Now, he, here's here's what's a shame to me, is that 
the penguin is such a good character in the sense that like he comes he was born from this rich family who abandoned him because of how he looked at birth and he spends all these years living underground only to rise up and try to take over Gotham because of how you know people like him have been seen his whole life it's a great character right the issue is that absolutely nothing in breaking bad maps over <laughs> and so we can't really use any of it yeah, no, really, no. all we can use with Peng- really all we can use with Penguin is his relationship to Batman, and that's that they're adversaries. Yeah, I mean, we can only go so far with um, Batman Returns being a very out there kind of unrealistic viewpoint of life compared to Breaking Bad, which is still excessive, but it's based in reality, right? So it's hard to map over and, something like your parents abandoning you because you're ugly. <laughs> and and here's the thing. If this was any other iteration of Batman, you know, if we're talking Arkham Asylum or the comic books, whatever, like the the penguin's just short and he's like a kingpin, like a, a crime like mob boss, right. like a much different character yeah. that more realistically would map over to Walter White pretty well. <laughs> but we're talking we're talking specifically about Batman Returns, which is why it makes it more difficult. No, that's true. And Walt and now, I mean, Walt kind of has small man syndrome, even though he's not small, but I think you know what I mean. But right. So yeah, I see your point there. But yeah, we're talking a Danny like, DeVito version of Penguin. Right. Um yeah. I mean I'm what I'm really trying to still put in my head is um uh, Jesse playing Catwoman. <laughs> I, under- so, I understand the premise of he's kind of towing the back and forth line, helping both sides. But then you kind of get yeah, into the whole... that's kind of the biggest thing. Well, okay, so Catwoman basically uses her sexuality for what she wants. Jesse did that on a couple of occasions. That's true. You can't say any of the other... Well, okay, Skylar definitely did. But <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Now, you could also consider the fact that uh, really the only character in Batman Returns sort of starting from scratch is Catwoman. She gains her powers in the movie and is sort of having to learn how to live with that. Right. Jesse, P- Jesse Pinkman doesn't do any of this stuff until the show starts. That's true. Whereas Walter White, you know, he was a chemistry teacher. He hadn't been making meth up until that point, but he still had a cursory knowledge of everything going on. That's true. Yeah, and and frankly, he's he's definitely not Batman. He he can't be the Penguin, and he just doesn't fit as Alfred. So, yeah, Alfred would be the next closest, but he doesn't really work as Alfred either. He has, yeah, he has to be Catwoman. I think Walter White has to be Batman. I think we have it in the right. We have the puzzle pieces together. I don't think they match quite perfectly, but... I think this is probably the least satisfying one we've done so far. It is. is I don't feel like we really accomplished anything because none of it fits great. Um, Mitch, I we put a soundbite in there for home run. I, I think you got to put a soundbite in there for strikeout. <laughs> I don't think we nailed any of them. I don't know because it's not that it's a strikeout necessarily. Other than maybe Walter White. It's that the it's that the randomizer finally got us. <laughs> well, yeah, but it doesn't mean we didn't strike out. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, if there's nothing we could do about it, but, you know. 
I, yeah, I mean, I see your point. I guess it's still sort of considered a strikeout. Mm, that's a bummer, man. I, I would have liked to do something better with that, but it, there's not much else really to do. And on Christmas week, no less, we get this. Mitch, let's, let's, um, are we, were we doing one trio? We are ready for our trio. Let's close off. Now. Let's close up on a great trio here. I, I agree, Jordan. Um, now I'm not going to say, so the, the trio we're going to do is handpicked, not randomized. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm not going to say what it is until we've got our other one though. So let me go ahead and go through our trios here. See what we're going to use. All right. Yeah, it's it's given me some difficulties today. I'm not sure what that's about. Oh, we've got a good one on our hands here, Jordan. So the 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 thing we're recasting is uh the Home Alone trilogy of Kevin McAllister, Harry, and Marv, a.k.a. the Wet Bandits. Um, really, despite being enemies, they're one of the greatest trios in the world of Christmas, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame they didn't become close great friends in any of the movies. I would have loved to have seen a Home Alone version where they kind of make up and hang out. But... Um, it never quite worked out because uh, the band has kept trying to kill a child. So <laughs> it, it it never quite worked. Can't really come back from that, unfortunately. Now, Jordan, what we're going to be recasting that with is Star Trek's big three of Captain Kirk, Mr. Spock, and Dr. McCoy. Oh, this will be fun. <laughs> I like fun, this. Fun, yes. Easy, no. No, this will not be a home run, but let's not go for a strikeout. So... Oh, okay. well, that that's kind of, this is kind of the thing, right? I, the, this trio inherently is hard to map over to other trios because they're at war with each other. Um, so let's try not to focus on that aspect of their characters. Let's try to focus on who they are, um, just as people. Um, so Kevin McAllister, let's start there. Uh, okay, Mitch, so here's the problem. Um sp- you cannot have Spock play either of the bandits. <laughs> no. That's fair. I don't think. I think he, by default, has to play Kevin. I think you're right. Now, let, let's talk about Kevin here. He's... An unusually he's smart a, child. <laughs> unusually smart, a little bit, a little bit sniveling. Um, yeah. Really likes to back sass adults, especially uh, his uncle. For has a very know it all uh, nature to him. Um, oh, you thinking he's McCoy? Well, uh, the thing is, ultimately, when it comes down to it, um, he still has this inherent fear to him of just wanting his family back and wanting to survive. Yeah. Um and I do think that's McCoy. Yeah. I think all of that gives us McCoy. 
But McCoy's also very now, much like he never wants to do anything. Like he's always just like, we can't do that. It's dangerous. And like, don't do that. Kevin's always true. He's out there in in the trenches, man. Like he's he takes on a couple of couple of wet and sticky bandits. <laughs> I mean, I I don't see. I just don't know. Am I remembering before. correctly? Home Alone 1 is the wet bandits. Home Alone 2 is the sticky bandits. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Just want to make sure I remembered that right. Um, now, let's start with an obvious one. I think this one's obvious. Marv is Kirk. That's obvious. <laughs> Why is that obvious? He acts solely on instinct he's all about action and he doesn't care about what the consequences are going to be now jordan tell me that doesn't make the most sense for marv and and if so i'd like you to tell me who makes more sense than that right but he's also a natural leader yes Uh, that's a fair point that's, uh, that's harry but harry's the mastermind of the whole thing which is not captain yeah Right. It, I, I, yeah, I, I can see your reasoning on it because I, I don't think these three don't mesh with the other three well at all. <laughs> we, we, Jordan, we can't. We're trying to hit a home run out of the park to finish the Christmas season, and this is what happens. But we cannot let um, this be another strikeout. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think uh, uh, Kirk as Marv makes sense. I think so as well. Um, now, yeah. So now you have an issue with uh, Spock and McCoy here. Yes. Um, because nah, they don't really fit well with the other. I think Spock as Kevin McAllister does make the most sense because not only for the reasons that we've already discussed of what we already know, but also just taking into account that. Kevin's such a lone wolf and despite wanting his family back by the end of the movie, you know, he does this all himself. Um, And Spock's whole thing is kind of not developing relationships with people and uh, very much keeping to himself. So I, and something home alone didn't mention in the movies was that uh, Kevin has a weird mating season at his home planet every seven that, years. That's exactly so. right. What they, <laughs> you have to factor that in. What they don't in. mention is that <laughs> Kevin McAllister is a Vulcan. I'm not sure why they don't bother to say that, but it is pretty important. Um, <laughs> it's very obvious when you're upon a further rewatch. <laughs> and I think if we're talking about comedic value, making Kirk and McCoy the dynamic duo of Harry and Marv makes a lot of sense. And like you said, with uh, McCoy being the more trepidatious person, that's always very Mm. cautious about the results. By Home Alone 2, that's definitely Harry. That's true. He is very suspicious of every light bulb he turns on. (laughs) That's exactly right. So, Jordan, I I think we've got it here. Yeah, and plus, like, Kevin McAllister's kind of a psychopath. He <laughs> so 100% is. So, I mean, you know, so it kind of works in that regard. <laughs> so, Jordan, we've got Kevin McAllister being played by Mr. Spock, uh, Harry being played by Dr. McCoy, and Marv being played by Captain Kirk. Are we are we satisfied with that? 
Yeah, it's certainly not a home run, but I, I think it's not a strikeout either. It's um, it's a base hit. It's a, it's, it's a grounder that just goes by the uh, shortstop. Yeah, we we just <laughs> just eked that one out at the last minute. Just enough to make us happy for the holidays. Look, I I think that's going to do it for us, Jordan. Um, you know, not a, not only is this our Christmas episode, this is the last any ideas of 2019. Uh, the next time we see these is people, it? we will be in a new decade. Wait, is that true? Yeah, our next... We're not releasing one next week? This Oh, we are. This one comes out on Christmas Day. The next one comes out New Year's Day. Oh, wait, yeah. Today's Sunday. Today is Sunday. Okay, I'm thinking today's Monday. Okay, so... Okay, you are right. So that will come out on New Year's Day. Yes, it will. Oh, man. First episode of 2020, man. So many possibilities. <laughs> Um, I have no idea what your plans are. So. <laughs> look, I I don't either. Um, and on that note, I, I do want to say to you all, uh, I, I appreciate how far we've come this year. Jordan, 20 episodes in is is no small feat. Uh, and we, no. we we owe the few out there that have that have been listening, you know, a lot of a lot of credit because. We sure we'd be doing this if no one was listening, but it helps to know that some people are. It's been your support that has um, stopped us from being canceled by the networks, right? That's right. That that's how this. That's works, exactly right. right. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, we'll we'll see in the new year. Uh, we're not quite sure what that's going to bring yet, but we'll be finding out soon. Um, now, in the meantime. Keep an eye on our social media at Any Ideas Podcast on Twitter and Any Ideas on Facebook and the Any Ideas Pod at gmail.com. Uh, our theme this week is Christmas Wrapping by the Waitresses. Uh, Jordan's personal favorite Christmas song, I believe. <laughs> yeah, and uh, for those who don't know it, you're in a, you're in for a real treat. <laughs> and uh, until next time, remember, sometimes things are way the uh, whoa. Until next time, remember, sometimes things are cast the way they're cast for a reason. Now, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Now I'm going to give you till the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister <laughs> off my property. One, two, ten. Ah! <laughs> oh, and happy holidays for the rest of you. <laughs>